from Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. You've probably heard about Chinese agents stealing U.S. intellectual property, but did you know many of them are believed to be working for Fortune 500 companies and other key technological and scientific organizations in the U.S.? And clearly, you look at that and they go, oh my God. And this could be 30, 40 employees working in highly sensitive areas. None of the systems we have in the West could ever show that. But now, there's a company pulling back the veil and opening the eyes of Fortune 500 companies and government agencies and other organizations as well. And they will show the name of the person, where they're working in your company, and actual documents going back 20 years that show this person is part of a special program fully designed to steal intellectual property. Former Navy SEAL and technology expert and CEO, Mike Janke, joins us to flesh it all out. Coming up on this episode of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile. Capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. For decades, law enforcement and intelligence officials in the U.S. have been trying to figure out and stop the People's Republic of China from stealing intellectual property from the U.S. According to some estimates, Chinese intellectual property theft has cost the U.S. as much as $600 billion a year despite aggressive U.S. efforts to stop it. But now it appears as though the U.S. and companies here are figuring it out, thanks to a company called Strider. It's a risk management company, and it could soon be game over for the thieves because Strider is laying out the details about how this theft is taking place to the U.S. government, American companies, and organizations being robbed blind by Beijing's thieves. Joining me to explain what's happening is Mike Janke, former Navy SEAL, a member of the elite SEAL Team 6. He's co-founder of Data Tribe, and he's also the author of several books. So, Mike, thank you for joining us on Target USA. How does this process work, and, and what's used to uncover these intellectual property thieves? That's the million-dollar question, and, and I will uh, answer it at a, at a very high level without getting into technology. Uh, this is a group of people, uh, founders, who are identical twin brothers, who are polyglots that speak multiple languages. For the last 10 years or more, um, they and a team of a dozen employees who also speak multiple languages have been, let's say, scraping the web, grabbing information, and putting together the structure, data, actual documents that are left open on servers, um, edicts and 
mandate passed down from, let's say, the main China government, CCP, all the way down to provinces. Tracking online recruiters and getting lists of students who are awarded these special scholarships and tracking them throughout the last 12 years, the different companies. And what they're able to do, because there's a old saying, JJ, Mandarin is the first level of encryption. So in other words, one of the reasons the Chinese are able to get away with stuff they do in the West, not only because of their firewall within China, but Mandarin, it is not spoken in the West. It, our computers don't correlate it correctly. So they bid it, built a very unique technology around this data lake, if you will. They can walk into a corporation and say, okay, here are all your employees. We found open source and all these other places. And it matches up against this giant continually growing database and says, let us show you your high risk employees with documents of evidence going back 20 years. And then your medium risk that they're working in your crown jewels, your, your secret formula to Johnson and Johnson or Coca-Cola and they're sending stuff back. Here's a document last year where they were awarded $50,000 and congratulations for bringing the formula to Coca-Cola back. We don't have the ability to find that stuff and collect a data lake in a coerced effort. The US government doesn't. They have very different jobs and data collection. So it's a combination of those things that allows them to work with organizations and really highlight things and risks that they would never know, including partners. So you, you remember the Panama Papers, correct? These shell companies and shell companies, they're also able to show, you know, most of these large Fortune 500 companies will have 200 third-party partners. They'd either build part of a jet engine or provide components to a technology, and they'll actually show, you know, two of your partners are actually owned through a shell company by the Chinese military. <laughs> you know, this company you're looking to buy in Singapore, it's actually a front company for Chinese intelligence. And here are the documents. Showing and highlighting risk that organizations could never find in any other way. So a couple of questions here. Beijing, it looks as though they've spent a lot of time and energy developing their intellectual theft uh, tactics. Is that correct? Um, secondly, um, looking at this, they, it seems as though they've been building this very slowly uh, and uh, maybe um, thinking through as much detail as they possibly can, which is amazing on its own. But this technology appears to be able to go way, way back and, and pick out key points in time and key actors in time that many of us have either never heard of or forgotten about during the course of this process in order to bring this stuff to light today? Great questions. Uh, the first part of it is I will say yes. On a high level, you're absolutely correct. They have collected data out of China and other countries for well over 12 years. And they've built technologies that are able to scour the web 
um, utilizing some special techniques that are able to vacuum up this data over the last 12 years and even to this day. Then they run machine learning and what's called natural language processing, a very unique custom built. Um, and luckily this whole team of technologists and analysts, they speak multiple languages fluently. Um, and that's how this product is able to illuminate these risks. They also are the only company in the world to ever pierce the corporate veil of a Chinese military front company in a US court of law was never done until they came because they're actually able to produce actual evidence going back 15 years that a company who claims China stole our whatever in a court of law can actually prove that that was done through a, you know, a military front company. So that's the first part of your question. The second part of your question, I believe America is just now starting to wake up a bit to the long-term strategy that has turned into a massive threat to our commerce, our economy, our way of life. Um, it is not just stealing our innovation and trying to get a technological and military advantage. They're also doing it through the good nature of our academic institutions, which are not built personality, structure, and otherwise to, to understand what China is doing. You recently saw the arrest of the chairman of Harvard's chemistry department. They were paying him millions of dollars. And guess what? He was responsible for a DOD classified project to develop this. And he was basically giving it to the Chinese. The other part of that is socially. So you see their power within the media. They sponsor and invest in US media companies. And these media companies make money in China. So if they don't like what a US media company puts out, they exert pressure. You saw that with organizations like the NBA. The Houston Rockets general manager said, we support Hong Kong. The, the Chinese market is something like 120 billion in value to the NBA. So they said, everybody shut up, don't say a word. Um, in our movies, uh, if they don't they invest in Hollywood. If they don't like anything that doesn't look pro-China or the communist message, they have it deleted. You see news organizations printing what is basically Chinese propaganda in the newspapers simply because they do not want to piss off a lot of the business they have over there. Um, Facebook, Google, all the others. Um, as well. So it's a multi-tiered long-term approach that is now coming due on America. And we're just starting to notice, oh my God, you know, um, but we have a long way to go because politics is involved. There are many politicians that receive campaign funding from Chinese owned corporations. And, the, the, and Chinese intelligence appears to have people 
everywhere or almost everywhere. Is that right? Oh, yes. And there is many articles that you can search on. Uh, look, Nancy Pelosi, and I'm neither Democrat nor Republican, turned out one of her car drivers was uh, being paid and hired by Chinese intelligence. Her driver, right? Um, there are very powerful lobbying groups that is actually Chinese government money that puts money into, um, you know, campaigns and just like we lobby. So it's, it's a very touchy subject, especially when we've now literally embedded a lot of our economy based upon Chinese manufacturing. And uh, that's a dangerous spot to be because they can hold a lot of our economy hostage. Um, I was speaking to a source, a former member of the U.S. intelligence community, CIA to be specific, and he said to me, the Russians' goal is to destroy the U.S., but the Chinese goal is to own the U.S., and it looks as though that's precisely what Beijing is doing and has been doing when you look at just how deep they are into U.S. companies in U.S. universities. So it appears as though they're well on their way to doing that. Yes, and they are very bold about it. They come out and say, you know, if you look at the One Road, One Belt initiative, they have been very frank about it. Our goal is to have this long-term strategy to defeat the U.S. economically and power-wise with influence and make China the number one technological economic powerhouse. And this initiative they call One Belt, One Road, which is about Huawei, you've probably heard that term, their, their largest telecom, building free infrastructure in Europe and Africa and elsewhere. And the Chinese military uh, and intelligence actually has all the data, listens in, and can coerce a company, uh, buying up rare earth minerals to push U.S. Uh, companies to only be able to manufacture in the U.S. It is an approach. We are very instant gratification in the West. They look at this as a hundred year plan, right? And so all of these things are actually have been coming to light. It just hadn't paid much attention to it until COVID. Uh, when you see what they've been doing with the U.N., Chinese actual Communist Party members are the head of four of the 10 UN agencies. UNESCO, changing education to remove anti-communist type stuff in global education and put in pro. Um, it, it, it is, in, look, WHO, right? We've seen what's going on there. So, you know, I'm not a politician. I uh, don't sit on either the Republican or the Democrat aisle. I, I am just saying as an American, but as a venture capitalist and a former SEAL Team 6 with my background, I can tell you when you sit in meetings with these Fortune 500, eyes get as big as saucers when they see the data and the billions of dollars that has probably already gone out the door. Um, and how do you compete, right? So it is a wake up call. That's why I meant, regardless of the fact I sit on the board of this company, 
it is the most exciting new technology to come around simply because of the global impact it has. Seems to me this technology revolves around something that we often miss as just, you know, ordinary average people when it comes to data and what we do with our lives. You know, people always think, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But with this kind of technology, that's not the case. And certainly when it comes to something as serious as intellectual property theft and the people that are involved in it, seems like this technology is definitely saying what happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas under any circumstances. Basically, this company has gone out and pulled up information and details and data that's been right in front of our eyes, but we just don't have the skill sets to ferret that stuff out, right? Yes, that's that's a great point and a great question to really kind of put it in layman's terms so that they understand. Um, Strider Technologies, the, the technology firm, does not need to put anything on a company network. So imagine they have this giant data lake of data they've collected over 12, 13 years that is processed using artificial intelligence or machine learning. And then as a company wants to engage with them, they're able to just take open source data that's available, whether it's LinkedIn, company list, and really find out of the 100,000 employees ingest or suck in that list, and it matches up against using machine learning, all this data. And they're able to walk in and say, let us show you your high-risk employees that are currently working on your $10 billion intellectual property, secrets, innovation, and they will show the name of the person, where they're working in your company, and actual documents going back 20 years that show this person is part of a special program, fully designed to steal intellectual property. Their name is changed. Here is them graduating from a military technology university 12 years ago. Here's an announcement congratulating them being part of the 10,000 Talents Program, which is a program designed to steal innovation. Here is a, a listing of their name uh, on a little regional communist party thing congratulating them for helping China by bringing back technology. And here is where they're connected on social media to four known Chinese intelligence agents. And clearly you look at that and they go, oh my God. And this could be 30, 40 employees working in highly sensitive areas. None of the systems we have in the West could ever show that. You have a resume, you do a background check, you fill out a form. That's the extent of what we can do. And, and China is extremely good at what they do. So understanding the sensitive nature of relationships with clients, you can't say much, but, but give us a sense of who's using this technology. I, I, do you mean, I can't comment on organizations that utilize Strider technology, but what I can tell you is that our intelligence organizations cannot do this. 
they are focused on collecting other types of information. For example, the FBI is about investigating cases post it happening, right? A university says, or a corporation says, we think this employee flew over to China and took all this IP, they come and investigate. They're into prosecuting. They're not into collecting and trying to go to a company and say, you have a problem. In fact, one of my fellow board members is the recently retired FBI director of counterintelligence, whose job was to help investigate Chinese spies and companies. The other is the former CIA station chief of Beijing. Um, to put it bluntly, our intelligence services are focused on different types of data and they do not have this capability, nor do they have the charter to go out to our commercial and universities and say, you have a serious issue with these 25 employees. That's not their job. There's this post problem. Let's come in and investigate, see if we can prosecute somebody. That's Mike Jenke. He's a former member of the Navy's elite SEAL Team 6. He's also the co-founder of Data Tribe. He's on the board of Strider, and he's written several books. And Mike, thank you for this deep insight. Not a problem, and it was a pleasure talking with you, JJ, and look forward to doing a follow-up. And speaking of follow-ups, you heard him reference the chairman of Harvard University's chemistry department. Well, that individual, Dr. Charles Lieber, was indicted on June 9th, 2020, by a federal grand jury on two counts of making false statements. According to the charging documents, since 2008, Dr. Lieber has served as the principal investigator of the Lieber Research Group at Harvard, specializing in the area of nanoscience. It's alleged that unbeknownst to Harvard University beginning in 2011, he became a strategic scientist at the Wuhan University of Technology in China. And they were paying him allegedly $50,000 US dollars per month, plus living expenses of up to $1 million Chinese currency. And they awarded him more than $1.5 million to establish a research lab at WUT. U.S. intelligence and law enforcement sources have told me for several years now there may be a lot more cases like this in the U.S. That's it for this episode. If you have any questions or comments about the program, send me an email at jgreen at wtop.com. That's the letter J, the color green, one word, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa. That's jgreen at wtop.com. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. Also, if you want more information about national security, sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at WTOP.com slash alerts. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Hey, 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 this is NFL Hall of Famer Ray Lewis. I'm excited to announce the launch of my new podcast, Everyday Greatness, the Ray Lewis podcast. I'll be talking with friends, family members, old teammates, athletes, celebrities, moguls. And guess what? I'll be talking to you. Listen, this is all in the search 
for everyday greatness. So I'm asking you to come along with me on this ride. Download new episodes of Everyday Greatness, the Ray Lewis podcast, every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on PodcastOne.com. It's not what you have. It's what's inside of you that actually inspires greatness. Now, stay tuned for the latest headlines from the Associated Press.